welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. Welcome back to Block in the Back, episode nine. We've missed you. We've kind of had a, a couple week break here. Not a whole lot of NFL news, but we've got some good content for, here for you today. It's Memorial Day, so thank you for all the, of our veterans that you know have served. And I'm here with my co-host Ryan Polish. Ryan, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, happy to be back and get back after this dynasty talk. Like you said, we had a couple week break. We had, lives got busy and not a whole lot going on in the in the NFL. But yeah, definitely happy to be back and and sharing some content with everybody. It should be a good one. Today's episode, episode nine, we're going to talk about players that are undervalued and overvalued based on their ADP. So we're more of the dynasty talk, but, you know, we do dabble in some redraft, just not as much. But right now it's their dynasty ADP, who's being drafted too high and who's being drafted too low. So, Ryan, let's have you start us off here. Somebody that's – you want to start undervalued or overvalued today? Let's start off with some undervalued players, guys that you can probably go out and get cheap that are going to outperform where you're going to draft them or what their value might be at right now. So I'm going to start off with the pretty much not just one player, but the Dolphins backfield. Yeah, I know that might not be sexy on paper at all, but they did go out and get Matt Breida and Jordan Howard in the offseason. They did not draft a rookie to compete with them. So maybe in the long term, this might not be perfect for everybody, but where they're going right now, you're looking at pick 39 and 40 out of their running back position. So they're talking like RB4s and in that range. But the Dolphins have a rookie quarterback. They might go with Fitzpatrick for a while, but they're going to want to run the ball. They address the offensive line in the draft. Uh, I I think Jordan Howard's going to get that early down work kind of similar to the first half of the season in in Philadelphia. And then Breed is going to be that big play screens and that receiving work back. Um, so like I said earlier, running back was – or Howard was the 39th ranked running back last year, but he only played 10 games. So I think having him ranked as the 39th running back this year, I think he outperforms that. He's going to get more work than he did in Philly last year. So I think both of those guys are being undervalued that – could potentially be plug-in plays by week guys that'll actually get you some decent fantasy output. No, I actually really like that. Um, I saw something, I was just scrolling Twitter this morning, and Matt Breida was clocked as the fastest uh, miles per hour on one of his breakaway runs. So he's he's an athletic guy. Um, I do think Fitzpatrick starts the whole year, though. So I, I, don't, I don't think we see two of this year. I think the Dolphins would be stupid to play two of this year just on the injury that he had. So I'm going to go off uh, with Jamison Crowder, who I've mentioned a couple times on pods, but he's still being drafted as wide receiver 62 in startups right now. What? Like he finished as wide receiver 26 last year. He's only 26 years old. Darnold likes throwing to him. He had 17 targets in week one, and he had seven targets, at least seven targets, in his last five games. Uh, did they bring somebody in that I'm not aware of? Okay, Denzel Mims is there. Rookie receivers hardly do anything. But Jameson Crowder is a screaming value right now at that. You're talking about a guy who is probably going to finish 
in the top 30 of receivers. And you're drafting him at wide receiver 62 right now. We're, we're treating Jamison Crowder like he's 35 years old. He's 26. He's a great slot receiver. And he's somebody that is going to be a reliable guy for you in week to week. So I, to me, that's a screaming value for me. Yeah, I agree with you, Tyler. That's a, that's a good one with the Jets. So I kind of touched on earlier when we talk about rookies and Denzel Mims. So I don't really like the, the Jets offense as a whole. But like you said, they peppered Crowder with targets last year. And they didn't really, if anything, they lost Rod, uh, Rodney Anderson and they brought in Denzel Mims. So it's not like they added anything. They kind of replaced it. So to me, Crowder is, like you said, a screaming value right now. He could get five to eight catches a game if he stays healthy all year. It, it, he's being extremely undervalued, especially at age 26 for a wide receiver. Yeah, PPR formats, he's a guy that, that you're going to be able to rely on as, as long as he's healthy. So that's, that's my number one there. And it'd be a shame if we didn't mention Nikhil Harry in a pod because I love him so much. But he might just be on my list. But all right, go ahead, Ryan. All right, my next guy is going to be another another running back. Now, this isn't a guy that you're going to have as your number one, two, or maybe even three running back on your team, but I do think he can be sneaky, and that's Naheem Hines. Now, he's getting drafted as, like, the running back almost 60 in on some websites that I was looking at. And I think, yeah, he hasn't really done a whole lot to prove that he's worth more than that yet, but I think with – Jonathan Taylor, he's going to earn most of that workload on the ground, maybe not right away, but I think Mac will be phased out after a couple weeks. And Naheem Hines is only 23 years old. He caught 44 footballs last year, and I think I would plan for that to increase with Phillip Rivers being there. We saw what happened in, in uh, L.A. For, with the Chargers. He, was, he threw to Eckler a lot. Yeah, that was a lot of game planning, but I think with the success that he had, I would assume that the Colts are going to be doing similar things with, uh, with Hines. Now, he kind of reminds me of Austin Eckler. Similar body type. They both catch the football great. They're both really good in, in that short, shifty space. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be Eckler, but I'm thinking that he can have that similar type role for the Colts this year. And I don't think – I think Mack will be completely phased out by at least midseason. So I wouldn't even worry about him. He doesn't catch the ball anyway. They do two completely different things. And I think Naheem Hines could be a sneaky guy catching four or five footballs a week with a couple rushes. I mean, he's a big play guy, and I think he could be a great plug-and-play for you, especially if you're going to get him as a 60th running back or whatever it was. I think he could be sneaky this year. Yeah, wide – or sorry, running back 60. Like, you wouldn't expect to grab anybody useful there, but he definitely could be useful, especially when Mack – is out of the picture next year. So uh, if I'm doing a, a startup and I'm getting him at running back 60, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. My next guy is going to be a guy that everybody seems to have just forgotten or written off. That's David Montgomery. Now I mentioned David, probably I think pod four-ish, that the Bears need to address the offensive line. Well, they didn't until the seventh round, and that irritated the heck out of me. It's still not going to fade me away from drafting David Montgomery at his current ADP, which is running back 21, that's a steal because opportunity knocks here. Now, Cohen's going to snag some of the receiving game. That's fine. Montgomery still had over 1,000 yards uh, from scrimmage, and he's only 22 years old. I think improved quarterback play is going to help that offense a little, not a ton, 
I do think Trubisky is just not the guy, I and mean, I'm hoping Foles gets that job. Uh, but Dave Montgomery, he had a decent year last year, and I think his numbers improve a little bit, and he played all 16 games. So he's a guy that he can handle the workload. I think they increase his workload a little bit this year. Um, I'm not saying he's going to finish his top 10 running back, but I, he's definitely RB2. Um, I think he finishes as an RB2, and I think it's a guy that in dynasty leagues I feel okay with moving forward. I think he's going to have a couple years of good football in him. Yeah, no, that's a good one, Tyler. He, Like you said, he's 22 years old. He's just had his rookie year. He had over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Um, I, like I, like you said, I, I hope Foles gets that job. I think that'll help him out. Um, and Cohen, Cohen had a bad year last year. He had that one big booming year. And then last year he didn't really do as much as what people were hoping for. So, and Montgomery can catch the ball too, but yeah, Cohen will steal a little bit of that, but that's a, that's a good one at running back 21 for a dynasty league. He's only 22 years old. I think that's a, that's pretty good value if you can get him. I mean, we're talking about the guy that was pretty much a consensus 1.02 1.03 pick last year um you know he was in that top three conversation so it's that's pretty good value for a guy that you know was drafted so highly last year and it's it's hard to write guys off so early in their career even though we've kind of done it a couple times but uh who you got next for us i have coming in at wide receiver i think it's 18 on a couple sites that I looked at, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, he did not have a good year last year, and we all know why. Big Ben went out. Uh, Rudolph was pretty much like a blind man throwing a football. He was not very good at all. And I do think Big Ben's going to be back this year. Things are looking good for him from what I've heard, and that's at least for this year. He might be back next year as well. We don't really know what's going to happen with Big Ben. Um, the Steelers are developing their other weapons, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. They were pretty good last year. And I think that's only going to help kind of suck some of that coverage off Juju here coming into the next year or two. And Juju, it seems like he's been in the league for, he has been in the league for like three years. He's only 23 years old still. And I mean, if he has even just two more years of elite play with Big Ben, like he had two years ago, I think he's worth way more than wide receiver 18 right now. Um, Juju going forward, I think people are kind of sleeping on him. They're kind of just over him right now. And I think that is a good time to get out and go out and get him for cheaper than he's actually going to be, be worth when it comes to his fantasy outcome. I find it very, very unlikely that he has a year like he did last year. We're talking about a guy that had what do you have, like 1,600, 1,800 yards that one season with as the, as the second receiver on that team. Like, you know, he's, he's bound to go up um, and you're hoping that he returns to form. And if I, if I'm an owner, I'm just sitting and holding because I, you know, I'm hoping that big Ben's, well, I know big Ben will help. So I do actually like him as well. And I kind of want to go out and just acquire him for a little bit cheaper than I think he's going to be worth in two years, especially when he could be on a different team. I don't know what his contract situation is like, but he, he definitely could be somewhere else. I'm going to stick to the receiver train here and I'm going to go Christian Kirk. And that's because his dynasty ADP right now is wide receiver 40. He's 23. Okay. Now last year, everybody was kind of hoping for that, that Christian Kirk breakout. Well, you know, it's 700 yards in 13 games. You know, if he plays all 16, he's maybe close to a thousand. I mean, let's look at him as a prospect breakout age check. 
College dominator, check. Draft capital, check. Excellent athlete. Yeah, he checks all the good the boxes there. DeAndre Hopkins comes in. Okay, does that hurt his targets? Maybe, yeah. But you know what? The Cardinals throw the ball a ton. He's still going to get targets. He's a good athlete. They're going to get him the ball. I still think that he he's a potential breakout player because I think Kyler Murray could finish as the number one quarterback. So I do think that Kirks could still have a nice year. I, I think he could still go over 1,000 yards. Um, you know, if he pushes that six to eight touchdowns, we're talking about a, a really nice fantasy receiver for you. So wide receiver 40, I'm drafting him higher than that if I'm doing a startup. Only 23. Yeah, he's a, he's a good one. And he's one of those guys that he's going to be that across the middle guy, especially with Hopkins there now. He's, he could grab a lot of footballs for you. He might not get a lot of yards per catch, but he's going to grab a lot of footballs in PPR formats. That's, that's going to be good value. And like you said, if he can get that six to eight touchdowns, you're looking at a wide receiver too. And I do think that Murray can support two, at least two really good wide receivers in that offense. So that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go yeah, on. I think Murray, oops, sorry. I think Murray takes a huge step. I, I don't know why, but I just feel like he finishes as the number one scoring quarterback. I just had to tell the world that. It's definitely possible with, with how much he can run the football. And he, his, he had, his completion percentage last year was like 65% as a rookie. He had a, I mean, he was good. And I think he only improves, especially with Hopkins there, and that takes the pressure off of Kirk too. So that's a that's a good pick there, Tyler. And I'm going to go into my next guy here, and that's Tyler Boyd. Now, I'm not looking at Tyler Boyd to have just a phenomenal year this year, maybe. I mean, I still think he has a decent year, but he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He's 25 years old. He's being drafted – as like a wide receiver three for some reason and AJ Green's on he's this is his last year let's be honest and you never know what what T Higgins is going to bring people I think people are thinking that T Higgins is going to replace AJ Green and Boyd will never be more than the number two I'm not banking on that at 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 Tyler Boyd's 880p right now I think with what he's proven AJ Green hardly stays healthy and he's on his last year um Tyler Boyd could be the number one guy there with Burrow going forward, and Burrow's only going to improve each year. We're not going to bank on Higgins being a stud all the time because you never know with rookies, so we'll see how he pans out. But I like Tyler Boyd. I think he's being undervalued, and he's proven that he can go over 1,000 yards. He can grab a lot of footballs, and I like him going forward. I think we're going to see similar production as what he's done the past two years. He's always gone over 1,000 yards. I think that continues this year, even with a rookie quarterback, because I, I think Joe Burrow can play. So uh, I, I feel comfortable as a Tyler Boyd owner, but it was kind of nice hearing you say that a little bit. Uh, my next guy is another receiver. And I want you to guess who this player is, because the, the stats and his age and everything is it's unreal. All right. So he's currently being drafted as wide receiver 26, 98 catches. 1,147 yards and seven touchdowns last year. He's only 26 years old. Who am I? God, that's tough. Um, is it? I know it's not Robert Woods because he only had like two touchdowns last year. Um, no, not him. Can you give me the division in which he plays in? Yeah, he's NFC North. Oh, um, let me go with 
God, is it Allen Robinson? Yeah, it is Allen <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> I maybe should have just said NFC. NFC North is probably too obvious there. But, yeah, he's being drafted as wide receiver 26, and he's just shy of 100 catches, 26 years old. He had – I think he finished as, like, wide receiver 7 last year. So why in the heck are we – and I know that Bears offense kind of stinks, but – Another thing, if I'm doing a startup, he's coming into his contract year. Does he re-sign with the Bears or does he go somewhere else? And I think that could be really intriguing. If he ends up somewhere in a really good offense, he's good, man. It took him one to two years to bounce back from that ACL injury, which is expected. But right now at his value, I, I want every piece of that. And I used to be an owner and I ended up trading him. And he's kind of been bouncing around our league. But he's a nice player. And I, I just can't believe that he's being that undervalued for how good of a player he is. He's got good frame. He's got good speed. He's got good hands. He's, he's got it all. Yeah. I did not realize that he was being drafted at wide receiver 26. I, as much as he's kind of not really on my radar as much. And I think that just kind of, that, that goes to show you, he's not on a lot of people's radar. And with the, with the production and a bad offense that he had, that's crazy. I mean, like you said, like we said earlier, if Foles wins that job, I think he even has a better year. I think Foles is a better thrower of the football than Trubisky is. Yeah, Trubisky has that mobility, but I think Foles can lead an offense better than Trubisky can, and that's just going to really be good thing for Allen Robinson going forward. That's insane that he's wide receiver 26. Yeah, I, I that is just crazy value if I'm doing a startup right now, and it's because everybody's so hyped up out over these second-year players like A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and, and some of these guys that, you know, we're not quite sure what year two brings for them. Well, I'm going to take the guy that's, that's had some pretty good seasons. So who you got for us next? I have a guy that's been extremely undervalued. I think every single year he's been in the league. I, I, I had him and I think he's, it was tough to get rid of kind of, I acquired him last year and I got rid of him this year. And I think I got pretty good value for it, but I think he's just Mr. Consistent. That's Jarvis Landry. He's being drafted as like the wide receiver 31. And for how consistent he is, it's that's tough to find. And that he's just a great value and he can help dynasty teams. So in Jarvis Landry's career, he has been wide receiver 31 as a rookie, though. Then he went wide receiver 9, 13, 5, 18, which was his first year in Cleveland, and then 12. So he's never been worse than a mid-range wide receiver too and that's huge value and tough to find for your for your dynasty team he's 27 years old and in wide receiver terms he's got some some tread left on the tires there and I do think the Browns are improving we, we think we say that every year but I do think Baker will have a better year than he did last year and I think you can get him for cheap to be your your wide receiver two maybe even three with where he's being valued and that's going to be extremely good value for your dynasty team moving forward yeah, that's a great find there. He uh, he catches a ton of footballs, and I don't know why is he so undervalued. I just don't. He doesn't do anything like sexy. He's not flashy. He just produces quietly. I don't. I don't. I don't really understand it. And when I had him, he saved me some games because I mean he was like my wide receiver three or four on my team, and he was getting me twelve to fourteen points a game, and it, it's just really good value where you, what you can get him for right now too. So you didn't, you ended up trading Jarvis away though? Yeah. So it's a funny story in our league. I, I 
last year I traded away Antonio Brown for Jarvis Landry and what happened to be 106. I traded 106 and Jarvis Landry back to the same guy for DJ Moore. So essentially I traded <laughs> essentially I traded Antonio Brown for DJ Moore. Well, looking at that now, that's that's a great trade for you because Antonio Brown's in a little hot water right now, and I don't know if he'll play another snap. That seems like a great trade for you when you look at it that way. Yeah, so like I said, I think Jarvis Landry, though, even though I did get rid of him, he is extremely undervalued for what he can do for your dynasty team. But who you got next, Tyler? I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Now, I know it's a rookie, but just, just hear me out. So, JJ, and I don't know. I don't even know if he's got a nickname yet, but he's, he needs one. Maybe J.J. Fitz. He's being drafted as wide receiver 72 in startups, okay? Thielen is wide receiver 22, and I've already expressed a guy that I'm not incredibly high on for the foreseeable future, and that's Adam Thielen. I just don't think he's going to sustain great production. Um, I, I think maybe you're going to get this year out of him, and then I think his production is going to dip, and it's just kind of been seen at receiver's that as they reach that 30-year mark, unless your name's Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson, your production dips a little bit. Uh, so Justin Jefferson, I think he's just going to be a stud. He's, he fell in a great spot. Um, and I do actually think he has some redraft value as well, depending how quickly he can learn that playbook and get in sync with Kirk. But I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up with like 800 yards and six touchdowns, which is putting him somewhere in top 30 wide receivers. Um, I just think he's going to outproduce that wide receiver 72. That's, that's saying he's going to have like 400 yards and three touchdowns. I, I just I think his numbers are going to be better than that, even though he's a rookie. I just Who else he got there? Is B.C. Johnson going to be the two? I don't think so. I think it's Justin Jefferson. So I, I think that's, that's really good value if I'm doing a startup right now. Yeah, I have him as my number two wide receiver for a rookie. And I agree with you that he landed in a great spot because Adam Thielen's only got, like you said, a year – and a half left probably until Justin Jefferson steps into his own and he's going to be, he could be the guy in Minnesota. And if he's being drafted at wide receiver 72 in a, in a startup draft, obviously he's going to go probably top eight in a rookie draft, but in a startup draft, if you're getting him that late, you're going to get a, a heck of a player for years to come. Well, the thing is too, if I'm drafting him at wide receiver 72 next off season, he's going to be treated like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown and, like those guys that are right now getting that, that talk of being a top 20 wide receiver, he's going to get that, you know, that same hype. Um, like that's just, that's an awesome value for me. You just wait a year and then their value is just out of control. Their hype is out of control, regardless if they produce or not, you draft them at wide receiver 72, you can ship them off next off season for a heck of a lot more. I guarantee you that. So that, that's my, that was actually my last player that I had as undervalued. And now, do you have any more or you want to jump to overvalued? No, let's hop into the, the, overvalued, the overvalued guys. Do you want to start yeah. better? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, I've got two guys here. Um, and one is Debo Samuel. And I mentioned on a previous pod I'd like him. And I actually do like him. But I, I've seen his ADP floating around like the 16 to 18 range in receivers. So let's say it is that 16, wide receiver 16, okay? Now, last year, he played all 16 and finished as wide receiver 32. So we're talking about a pretty big jump in production. The 800 yards and three touchdowns last year, 
the limited touchdowns actually scares me. I don't know if he's ever going to be this big touchdown guy, um, but he's being drafted currently ahead of guys like Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, who I think Calvin Ridley has a really good year, A-Rob, who we just talked about, Terry McLaurin, F1, Thielen Gallup. I mean, the hype is out of control for him, especially on a team that is not heavy on the pass. So, yes, he had some good um, games last year. I don't think that he's going to finish as wide receiver 16. It, it just it seems like a lot for me. I would rather a lot of the guys that I mentioned over him, uh, but I, I still like Debo. I just feel like his, his hype's a little out of control right now for the offense that he's in. Yeah, that seems a bit high. I mean, yeah, you said he had 800 yards. I mean, that was as a rookie, and he didn't start really getting involved until that second half of the – of the year. And I think if he's involved with that heavily, I do think he has a nice year wide receiver 16. Um, maybe not. I do think his consistency is not going to be great with the, with the type of offense that the 49ers run. But I, 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 I tend to agree with you on that one, Tyler, that seems a bit high for the wide receiver 16 range. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go into my next guy here. And that is, I've talked about him in pods before Kenyon Drake. He is being drafted as the wide receiver 14. In between 12 to 15 is where I've seen him go. And Kenyon Drake, his best finish ever was running back 14. He's already 26 years old. We've talked about that kind of – that's right at that age for running backs. He was franchise tagged this year. So they didn't settle on a long-term deal. I have heard talks of them settling on a – on a deal here in the future, but it hasn't happened yet. And they weren't comfortable with doing it this year. So I do think people are really, really overvaluing him because of what he did last year. And then I kind of question that because I look up his stats per game and on the season, he only had four games where he went over 15 points in fantasy. So talk about inconsistent. And then people are going to come back and say, well, look what he did with the Cardinals. I think he only had two games over 100 total yards. He had three games over 100 total yards on the whole season. Now, people are just remembering it's that, that short-term kind of recency bias, I think. People are remembering weeks 15 and 16, and that's all he did. He had just insane numbers. He had like five, six total touchdowns in two weeks, and then people just hopped on the bandwagon. And in Dynasty, a 26-year-old running back that's on the downfall already for age-wise – Plus, he had underwhelming performances every other week, but 15 and 16 and maybe one other week when he was with his, uh, with his other team there. And I, that just doesn't put him at running back 14 for me. I am uh, not on that Kenyon Drake hype train whatsoever. You're like one of the biggest haters on Kenyon Drake. Between Kenyon Drake, uh, Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary, you, just, you are not a fan of any of those guys. You will, I, I mean, you'll never see me own one ever. It's really hard to trust Kenyon Drake and dynasty. And I was once an owner, but I sold him um, kind of even before he went off. Uh, but Kenyon Drake, I mean, what are you going to get with him long-term? It's long-term is the question redraft. I would feel much, I'd feel okay taking him in redraft, but in dynasty league for how high he's going, how many more years are we going to get out of him? Is he, is this the only year he's going to be a, you know, the, the top back on a team. I mean, I, I don't know what we're going to get with him. I actually, I think he's a nice player. I just, I just don't know if he's going to have like, you know, 
RB1, RB2, you know, he's probably RB2, but I don't know if he's going to have RB1 upside for much longer. What is he, 26 years old or something like that? So um, that that's a tough one, yeah. And I, I'm not as – I'm not that high on him either, but I'd feel comfortable taking him in redraft depending on where it's at. My next guy here is is Aaron Jones. He's current, currently being drafted as uh, running back 11, and that scares him if I'm drafting in Dynasty League because it's the last year of his contract. Where the heck is he going to be next year? Is he going to be the top dog on another team? I, I don't think the Packers are going to pay him what he wants unless he takes a severe pay cut. And if he does, then okay. Then I'd feel comfortable. But we got severe touchdown regression coming here. He's not going to repeat that. We've mentioned this multiple times. He's good, but, you know, where's he going to be? So I'd, I'd put big money on him not returning to the Packers next year. Um, and I think the Packers kind of – showed us that when they drafted A.J. Dillon with such high draft capital. Because when you look at that roster, you're not like, you're, oh, Packers, we don't need a running back. We got Aaron Jones. Well, then why did you take A.J. Dillon? So Aaron Jones could be on a different team. That's it's a little scary. Um, is he a good football player? Yes. There's just so much uncertainty there with Aaron Jones that I, I just I can't trust with that high, high of a pick in a dynasty startup. Yeah, with Aaron Jones, I do think he's going to have another great year. But like you said, this is Dynasty that we're talking about here. And do you want to pay the price on which he's going right now for one more year of production? I will, I'm not willing to do that. I mean, he's worth a fortune right now in, in Dynasty Leagues. And I don't think that he's going to do it for maybe one more year is what I'm – like you said, I don't think the Packers are going to re-sign him. He's going to probably go and be in a committee somewhere and finish his career as an RB two or three is kind of where I'm seeing him at. Yeah. I, I know there's definitely some people that would disagree with that. And there's some people that really love him. It's just really, really hard guy to trust. And I even gave him crap last year when I had a couple of my buddies trading for him. I'm like, why? And then I ended up threw it in my face because he ended up with 18 touchdowns and was just a beast. But, you know, I, Dynasty League, I'm not, I'm not trading for him. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll go into my next guy. I think I have to do two in a row here, right, Tyler? Yeah, that was my last guy. And I did forget to – I tossed Nikhil Harry's name in the undervalued, but let's just mention him one more time. He's undervalued still. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with a guy here that I've expressed my disinterest in multiple times in these pods, and that's Marlon Mack. Now people might be, what are you, what are you talking about, Ryan? He's already kind of not valued that high. Well, he's still going running back 22. So you're telling me that Marlon Mack's going to be an RB2 next year, and and for the future, there's no way. In redraft, maybe this year, and you're only going to get about a half year out of him. Um, but Marlon Mack has never played 16 games. He's never caught more than 21 passes, so he's not going to be the pass catching guy. He's only went over a thousand yards once. And they just drafted a two-time Doak Walker award winner. So I think Mac will be phased out fairly quickly. And before you know it, he's going to be on the waiver wire in, in most leagues in 2021. So RB22 is just kind of insane to me on why people are even thinking about that. And I'm not even touching Mac. I don't even think he's, he's worth much of a draft pick to, for, to help your dynasty league. Like I said, you're going to get about a half a year now. And then he's going to be just done, I think, personally. It's just so hard to take a guy like that knowing the shelf life of running backs. You know, Marlon Mack is not going to 
he's he'll never ever be the top running back on a team ever again. Maybe this year he ends up with like 800 yards and six touchdowns, but they're not going to sign him back and he's going to be in a committee the rest of his career. So you're, you're exactly right. I did not realize he was going that high still. Some people need to wake up or maybe we just haven't had a whole lot of mock drafts. So the ADPs are kind of messed up, but still, I, I like you said, I kind of almost rather Heinz <laughs> long-term Heinz is a guy that I think plays for the next five, six years. Just, you know, that the way he plays allows him to play more just like that, the cat, the pass catching running back. So Who's your last one? I, I'm in total agreement with the Mac, and I, I feel bad for owners right now that own him. But who's your last guy? Well, my last one is probably going to chap a few behinds for some people because I know how much people love him, and it's it's AJ Brown. So right now he's going at wide receiver 18, which that's it's not terrible ADP for a dynasty league. But the problem I have with it, and by by no means do I not like AJ Brown. I really like AJ Brown. He was my number one rookie when he was when he was coming into the league until before the draft um but the titans are a big time run first offense we know that brown only had 84 targets on the year he just happened to have 20 yards per catch which i do think that goes down that's insane not even guys like mike evans have those kind of numbers in his entire career um like i said i love the player but i'm worried about a ceiling yeah, he had over 1,000 yards last year, but, again, he had 20 yards per catch. And with Tannehill, they just re-signed Tannehill, so he's going to be around for a while. The Titans are a run-first offense. It's similar to what you've been saying, Tyler, with the 49ers. I'm just worried about the ceiling on where A.J. Brown's being drafted. And, yeah, A.J. Brown could be a he, – he could be like a, a Jarvis Landry, like a pretty much a, wide, a good wide receiver two for his entire career. But the way people are looking at him right now, it just scares me because he is a young guy who went over a thousand yards. He had a bunch of big plays. And I think that just caught people's eyes and they're not really seeing through that smoke screen of 20 yards per catch. And I think he's being drafted too high. He's a great player, but I'm just worried about a ceiling on what he can do with his career. I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt. Um, and I, I still think that Nikhil Harry, you know, is, is going to be good, but A.J. Brown is, is better. And I similar offenses, you're right. I, I would rather A.J. Brown over than Debo and uh, some of the guys. I, I do think that A.J. Brown is going to be good. I just – is it going to be with Tennessee? I, he does – his ceiling is capped just based on the offense. But, you know, that's a tough one. You're going to – you might take some heat for that one because there's a lot of uh, guys that like A.J. Brown out there. But is, he's not going to be a top five receiver this year, no. But – I, yeah, I, I see your, you got some valid points there. I actually really like him probably more so than I probably should. Cause he's probably going to, he'll probably put up a thousand yards and six, eight touchdowns again. He's not going to put up 1500 yards, Yeah, but let's yeah. see. You might have some guys coming at you there. This, this, this one might, you know, get thrown in your face or you might look like a genius here, right? That's the chance I'm willing to take. There's a few hot takes out there that I have that people haven't been too, uh, too happy with like my Zach Moss takes and and Singletary and now AJ Brown but like I said I really like AJ Brown I just don't know if I like it for like how much he's going in auction drafts they're paying like he's a top five like like you said like a top five wide receiver is what you're paying for and I just don't think he's ever going to become that is he going to be a nice player for your dynasty team sure but I do think he's being slightly overdrafted where he's never going to be that top eight five guy 
All right. So uh, this was our episode nine. All right. We haven't hit that double digits yet. Undervalued and overvalued players. All right. We want to hear from you guys. We do appreciate people that have been tweeting at us. If you're mowing the lawn, what an, what's an easier way to, to kill a half hour, 45 minutes and listening to a pot? So listen to us, tweet at us, send us a message on Anchor, whatever it might be. We want to help you guys. Our website should be up and running soon. We are not, you know, technical developers by any means, but we've got some cool things on the horizon, one of them being a team evaluator. So we want to help you guys as much as we can. This is something that I haven't seen before, but I always see people tweet at people. What do you think of my team? What do you think of my team? Well, guess what? We will. We now have um, part of our website where you submit your team. You get feedback on your team, uh, dynasty related. We're not gonna. We're not gonna go towards the redraft guys, but it's something that I haven't seen yet before, and I'm really excited to to release that. And we've got some other good things on our website. It's really coming together. So stick with us. I know it's been a little bit since a pod, but enjoy this one. Mow the lawn. Please enjoy the, the weekend with your family and uh, make sure that you, you thank a veteran if you see one. So, Ryan, you got anything, last things for listeners today? No, oh, I just, I mean, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and get some good value out of the content that we're, we're trying to help you guys out with your Dynasty Leagues. And like Tyler said, our website is coming along pretty good. It should be out soon. And that team evaluator is a great idea. Tyler came up with that. And it's, it's going to be cool if you guys visit our website. All you got to do is pretty much take a screenshot of your team, submit it on our website, and we're going to give you – dynasty feedback advice things that you might want to trade or people you might want to get rid of people you should try to acquire with the picks that you have stuff like that and I think that's going to be a really cool feature and a good good asset to people that are are listening in and checking out our website so some cool things on the horizon and like like you said tweet at us with, at dynasty block we get back to you within a half an hour typically we're pretty good about that so we try to be as active as we can on our social media pages and yeah, we're excited about what we uh, have in store for everybody. All right, so everybody go out there and, and look at Jameis Winston's Twitter page and do some of the drills he's doing, getting ready for a you know, rock concert mosh pit. So uh, enjoy the weekend, stay safe, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining us at Block in the Back. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy Football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.